This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Eric Name of The Athletic joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Coach Name, welcome back. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm uh, I'm puzzled. I'm puzzled. I want to start with this second-round pick junk. What the hell is this? So the Bucks. Woj sends out a tweet that the Bucks are going to get Bogdanovich, and then the Bucks lose a second-round pick, even though everybody tampers all the time. The one team they ever punish is the Bucks, a team that got punished $50,000 because John Horst said he wanted to re-sign his own guy. I don't like this, Eric. Make sense of it for me. Well, I mean, if I make sense of it, it's just going to make you even more mad. So do you want me to make sense of it or not? Yeah, I'm doing this fun thing where I'm trying to see how mad I can get before my heart actually explodes. (laughs) So this will be a good test. So essentially what happened is, you know, a deal was reported to have taken place. Uh, again, that was that was not a report from the Athletic, which all of you can subscribe to uh, at a very very great rate if you want. Um, I can tell you all about it, but uh, it, it was not from the Athletic. It I saw six months uh, free email. Yeah, you know you can do some you can do some cool stuff like that. You know, buy one get one. Wow! Essentially, you give a gift for Christmas. There's lots of great deals, but that's beside the point. Uh, the Athletic did not report that, but someone else did. So someone else reports this. Uh, and then you have a deal for a guy in restricted free agency. Uh, and this is just, it, it, it's all too public. And I understand that uh, the clutch sports uh, tampering and recruiting of Anthony Davis was um, incredibly public as well. And Anthony Davis did a lot of stuff out there and, I I understand why Bucks fans would be uh, incredibly mad with that, uh, but there's no rule against players tampering. Players can tamper. Uh, it is when teams do it, and this was just a situation where it was far too public. Like you can't have a story get reported, or you, you can't have a trade for a, a sign and trade for a restricted free agent get reported four days before it happens. Like it it just can't happen. It happened, and you know why it happened. Who is to blame, you know, are all questions that I don't think we're ever going to get answers for. Uh, but it's just something that, that that can't happen, and the Bucks end up losing a second-round pick because of it. I'm not going to – I mean, you didn't make the rule, so I don't want to put you on trial for it. The, uh, the Bucks never reported it. It got reported by someone else, not with the Athletic. And then the NBA statement mm-hmm. says the penalty took into the account – the absence of evidence. I mean, it just seems like it just seems 
everybody versus Milwaukee. You know, it's it's hard even I try to be rational about it, but it seems like they are not doing Milwaukee any favors when it's it seems like everybody is mad that Giannis signed here, so we're getting punished. You know, I think the best way to, you know, just kind of harness that energy is to really, you know, be angry at everyone else and just say yeah. it is Milwaukee versus the world and, and just go about it that way. I think that's the easiest way to handle it. Yeah, okay, good. I'm glad we're I'm glad you're talking me through this. This is uh this is helpful yeah, got, for me. I got you. My heart's back at a resting uh, normal beat, so that's good. Eric Name of the Athletic joining us throughout the season, which again uh, is underway here. We have the Bucks and the Celtics. Now, the three preseason games, I pride myself on watching every game. Uh I didn't they're all on my DVR. I I watched I I saw some of them. I didn't like break down the, you know, rotations, and I didn't. I see some people worried that Drew Holiday doesn't fit in yet after three games. I didn't see enough to have that concern. What do we take away from what we saw? Two games against Dallas, one against New Orleans. Obviously, the Bucks lost them all. What do we take away? What, if anything, is there to worry about? I think Dallas is an interesting team to play twice uh, because. For those uninitiated, they had one of the most efficient offenses in the history of basketball last season. And believe it or not, a defense that is susceptible to spread, pick, and roll and giving up three-pointers, uh, you know, didn't look great against one of the most efficient offenses of all time. Uh, so there was a lot of panic and freak out from Bucks fans that, you know, nothing has changed. And honestly, like, I think defensively, you're not going to see a full-on overhaul of the system. It's not going to be we're throwing everything out that we did last year and doing something new because when you look at Brook Lopez, he has to play drop coverage. He has to be by the rim. You do not want him switching on the people for 30 minutes a night. You do not want him high hedging. You do not want him blitzing pick and rolls. You want him by the rim. So when Brook is in there, that is going to have to be what it is. And, you know, I think this team has seven new guys on the roster, or maybe they kept seven. I'm trying to – one of those, either way. But whatever. They have 14 on the roster. So half of the guys are gone. Uh, so, essentially, you're looking at a new team trying to figure everything out. And I just think, you know, people were freaking out, which is fine. Um, but Dallas was the team that was going to take advantage of the things that the Bucks might do poorly. So, I think, you know, what you're seeing is – guys learning how to play with one another. And ultimately, a lot of the guys that they added this offseason, you know, outside of Torrey Craig, were pretty much offense-first guys. DJ Augustine is an offense-first guy. Bobby Portis, Bryn Forbes, uh, Sam Merrill, Jordan Moira. Like, all those dudes are going to be better on offense than they are on defense. And the defense is going to look a little bit bad. So, I don't know that there's huge takeaways to be had yet uh, from kind of what the Bucks are doing, but it, I think it is important to remember half the roster is gone. So you're, this is in the Mike Brunholzer era that, you know, this is a pretty big change. Last year we talked a lot about Malcolm Brogdon being out uh, and then putting Wesley Matthews in. rest of the roster pretty much stayed the same. 77% of the returning minutes returned last year. This year, 50%. So a uh, lot of changes and, you know, it's going to be a little bit ugly here for a little while, but I think one thing we've seen is 
Giannis doesn't really accept that as an excuse, and Mike Boonholzer doesn't accept that as an excuse. So uh, they're going to work hard to try to fix it as quick as they can. You know, people lament about Bogdanovich because a starting five with him, you know, looks very, very good. This starting five, it's it's very, very good still. It's got Giannis, Middleton, two all-stars <laughs> there, Brooke Lopez, Drew Holiday, I think people are going to fall in love with. It kind of, to me, it's like, what kind of leap can Dante make? I don't want to say the Bucks season rests on his performance, but he's in a big spot, Eric. He's got a big opportunity. There's no denying that. I mean, it is it is really going to be interesting to see kind of what he can do. Uh, because when you look at Dante, I thought, oh, man, I think it was last, like, January. It's tough to think of 2020 as just one year. So, like, the first year of 2020. Um, you know, Dante looked really good. You know, he was going toe-to-toe in some of those really tough games that they had. You know, he's shooting pull-up threes in LeBron's face. He's crossing over in front of Kawhi Leonard. Like, he just, like, was not scared. And there's this December, January kind of stretch where he looks just, I mean, really, really good. And you're thinking, man, like, the Bucks have really found somebody here. And, you know, like you listen to our John Hollinger, um, you know, Sam Vecini, other guys at the Athletic, like this, that was him becoming like a real prospect, like a real like high-end prospect. And then pandemic happens, he goes to the bubble, and he just never really looks comfortable. And, and I think that's, that's going to kind of be one of the big questions this year is, you know, all of this was disjointed, you know, this is his second NBA season, things are going well, and then literally the world stopped. And he didn't react to it all that well. He didn't end up playing all that well after it. So, you know, I mean, the world is still kind of stopped, but we're playing basketball anyways. And, you know, can he regain that January, February Dante uh, as opposed to the one that showed up the bu- at, the, at the bubble uh, that struggled a little bit. That wasn't really looking like himself. Like if he if he can shoot thirty five percent from the three point line and do all the other stuff that he does, like there's there was plays in the preseason where he makes a play defensively, and then on the next play down, Drew Holiday makes a play, and then you start to think, oh yeah, Drew Holiday is actually a better defender than Eric Bledsoe is. And Dante DiVincenzo is a great defender as well. Like, there could be nights where guards are just, you know, really going to struggle against the Bucks because those two guys are so good defensively. So if Dante can figure out a way to be impactful offensively, that starting five, I mean, is really, really tough. Talking with Eric Name of The Athletic, Eric underscore name, N-E-H-M. Uh, a lot of great, a lot of great content at The Athletic, too. Rush to get a subscription. What a great Christmas present as well. So check that out. Um, who's somebody that you think will be surprised with their minutes? Like somebody maybe who we think is going to play a lot and then doesn't, <clears throat> Pat Connaughton, or somebody who we don't think is going to play a lot, but then maybe there's a role that he carves out on this team. That's interesting. I think there's a, there's a lot of excitement about Torrey Craig because of what he can do defensively. And I think it's it's something that, to me, makes a lot of sense. It unlocks a lot of, 
you know, Giannis at, at the five and some like interesting, quirky defensive lineups with bench guys. Um, you know, I think there's a real possibility that no matter what happens with his role, it's going to surprise people because so, people are so excited that if he plays a lot, um, you know, people are going to be, whoa, I can't believe he's actually playing that much. And if he doesn't play very much, people are going to be like, why is this dude not playing? So I think he is going to end up being a lightning rod. And I'm at this point, he's had some injuries here at the start of camp. Uh, so I'm not sure which way he goes. Bud's used him a little bit less than I thought he would. Uh, but I think very quickly, like, Torrey Craig might end up, you know, if, if there's injuries to the starting lineup, like, Torrey Craig might start some games. Like, he's that good and that impactful of a defender. So I think Bud ends up really falling in love with Torrey Craig, and he ends up su- surprising some people. And then, you know, I think for a surprise, I'm really curious to see how Brent Forbes fits in and, you know, what he's able to do here in Milwaukee because he really shoots the ball well, but I think his jump shot is a little bit slower than you'd want it to be for a guy that is just, you know, kind of six foot three. I just don't know that he gets it quick. He gets it off quick enough to really be a shooter guy uh, that you're just going to trust and run sets for and kind of do all those things in in the way that we saw the Bucks use Kyle Korver uh, in the past. So I'm curious to see if he's able to carve out a role because there's part of me that wonders if, you know, if he can't get the shot off quick enough and if teams can kind of key in on him when he's in the game, uh, he might not be good enough defensively for Bud to to really stick with and to really kind of, handle some of the the shortcomings that he might have as as an offensive player when he isn't shooting and then as a defensive player as well talking with eric name of the athletic uh, the rookies jordan Wara, sam merrill do they have a shot at seeing you know regular important court time or not for a while i think it'll be a little while on that but man um it's easy to see how Sam Merrill could get playing time, right? Like, you just watch his his shot. He gets it off really quick, really compact, really simple, and just gorgeous. Like, it is just a gorgeous shot, undeniably very pretty. It's just a matter of him being able to handle everything else. And, you know, talking to people uh, around the team, there's a lot of, I don't know if hope's the right word, but, you know, like I think there's a lot of confidence in him defensively that I didn't think would be there. Uh, And, again, you know, when I bring up, hey, this dude can't really defend, the natural reaction if you work for the team is to be like, whoa, no, he he can defend. Like you're going to, you know, immediately go to the contrary. So maybe that's part of what it is. But, uh, you know, I thought he held up pretty well in in New Orleans. I thought he held up well in those Dallas games. Granted, Dallas, he was just playing garbage time uh, against New Orleans. He got to see some look against uh, the starters a little bit. So uh, I think I'd be more confident in Merrill being able to see the floor than I would Wara. The game's moving really fast for Wara right now. Um, And obviously that'll take some time to slow down as a rookie, but uh, I think Merrill would have a better chance than Wara. Leave us with this one. Uh, Bud had said it, and then you also had – you had Giannis kind of reiterate the this championship or bust 
mantra. It's not championship or bust. Is it championship or bust for anyone? I would think that Bud might fall in that category for his sake. I think, obviously, for Buck's Twitter, it's championship or bust. But is it championship or bust for anybody, despite they say it's not? So I've been fascinated by this phrase. What does bust mean? Bust means you have to win the championship. Otherwise, you uh, bust, Eric. You bust. No, I, I, I understand. But, like, the way people use it, it seems like so you win a championship, and if you don't, you bust. You bust. And then... You, you, the, you the team bust, moves to Seattle. I, I, yeah, you move. Okay, because yeah. because that's the that's the struggle with the phrase to me. Um, I've I've heard, I've heard a lot of people use it, but I just don't understand. Like, the goal is is that it is a championship for the Bucks. It's been a championship for the Bucks since the first season that Bud took over and they won sixty games. Like that's always been the goal. That is always what they're trying to do. The bust part is what confuses me, because. I don't know what it means. So that's where I get confused. I'm guessing bust in a head coach's, like for a head coach, I mean he's fired? Yeah, I Bud's got to win the championship or he can, get him, he can get him right the hell out of here. That's what I say. Which, again, like I don't think is crazy. Like I do think expectations are very high and Bud's going to have to show that he can get it done in the playoffs. So we'll see kind of how they go and how deep they go. And if they don't go deep enough, you know, there is a real possibility that Bud is not back. Um, but if you are someone in that situation, I don't know why you would call something championship or bust because you are only setting yourself up to lose your job, I think. I think that would kind of be the insinuation in championship or bust. So no one is going to ever refer to something as championship or bust. Um, but everyone, it is very clear, all the newcomers – Every single one, they know the expectation is a championship. That is all this team talks about. They don't talk about anything else. They don't care about winning regular season games. They want to win a championship. So uh, that they might not use the phraseology of a championship or bust, but the goal is a championship, and that's what they want to get done this season. If they don't, they have fallen short, and the season is not what they wanted to do. Eric, name my sister from another mister. I love you. I look forward to our conversations both on the air and off. Love you. Talk to you later. Keep that, uh, keep that ticker going, okay? That's good. It's very touch and go. Very touch and go. Thanks, Eric. Eric Name joining us on the Great Midwest Bank hotline. Great Midwest Bank, if you're applying for a home renovation loan and you're a bit anxious, breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of banquility Get started at GreatMidwestBank.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? 
and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.